turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 2. We are going to read a couple of verses from Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Mark 2, verse 1. And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together, so that there was no longer room to receive them. Not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him, because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Scripture says in verse 12, immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Now this evening what I read was a miracle that took place when Jesus was ministering in Capernaum. You know, as we were reading this miracle, we see the amazing work of God as this miracle was performed in a house where Jesus was sitting and teaching to the people they gathered there. I'd like to turn your attention to verse 2. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. I just want you to you know, imagine for a while, Jesus went into the village of Capernaum. As he entered Capernaum, he went into a house and he was there in that house. And Jesus started preaching by sitting there in that house. And scripture says many gathered together to that place where Jesus was. And scripture also says there was no room that they could enter into the house. I want you to imagine Jesus was sitting inside the house and people were just standing all around the house. You know, some of them, you were just, you know, they are just looking through the windows as they could not get into the house because it was so crowded. 
And Jesus was sitting there and he was preaching the word. You know, it tells me that something about Jesus. Jesus, wherever he went, scripture says he was preaching the word. You know, every time when Jesus came and we see a great preaching, there's a great sermon going on there. In fact, Jesus, we, we, you know, come across the biggest sermon Jesus ever spoke, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus was a good preacher. Every time when he was preaching, there are crowds all around him. And he was also preaching to the people, you know, saying parables. Parables are something that they can easily understand. And he was giving examples and stories and parables. And that's, what the, that's how Jesus was preaching there. You know, more than everything, every time when Jesus preached, we also see the miracle taking place. You know, word of God was proved there as Jesus was preaching and they brought the sick people, they brought the demon possessed and they brought different kinds of people to the presence of Lord Jesus Christ. And word of God says, Jesus healed them all. Jesus healed them all. And we see signs and miracles taking place as the word was preached. And here we come across such an occasion where Jesus was preaching the word, uh, preaching to the people they gathered around him. Jesus did not miss any opportunity. He was just making use of every opportunity that he got to preach the word of God. And I was just thinking what Jesus was preaching. You know, today when you get on some of the sermons, we hear, you know, preachers preaching many different things. They preach from their own experience, you know, the way they understood the word of God. They, 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 they quote stories and they quote miracles that took place in their lives. There are many different kinds of preaching today we see. And I was just thinking what Jesus was preaching. Hours after hours, day after day, you know, Jesus was preaching the word. You know, scripture says, as we just find from the scripture, Jesus was anointed to, for a special purpose. Jesus was anointed, word of God says, to preach the gospel. Jesus was anointed to preach the gospel. What is gospel? Gospel is good news. Gospel is the news that Jesus Christ has come to this world. Gospel tells that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Gospel tells that Jesus is the only door to enter into heaven. The good news that Jesus brought on that day made people free of sickness. The good news that Jesus brought on that day made the people to come out of their difficulties and their troubles and their pains and their sorrows. Jesus preached the gospel to the people they were around him. And this evening, you know, as we gather here in the presence of God, I just want you know, to think about the good news, the gospel, the precious gospel. Gospel Christ came to this world for a special reason. And the reason was to seek and save that which was lost. When Jesus walked into the, into the villages, he found out the sheep. And he found a shepherd along with the sheep. But you know what? When Jesus spoke about people, he said, I look at these people and they are like sheep without shepherd. Sheep without shepherd. And scripture even says that his heart moved with compassion the moment he saw people, you know, not having hope. People just getting perished, getting destroyed in their sinful living. And Jesus said, 
I'm just having compassion over people. And he brought the gospel. And the gospel can make us free. And gospel can make us free of sickness. Gospel can forgive our sins. Gospel can, you know, bring, uh, you know, richness in our lives. And it can remove poverty from our lives. Gospel can do many different things in our lives. Gospel also prepares us for eternity. Jesus was preaching that gospel there. Verse 3. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. You know, I was really, I really felt sad to read this verse. As Jesus was preaching, there came a man who was paralyzed and he was carried by four men. You know, his limbs were crippled. His hands and legs were crippled. He couldn't do anything. His arms have become useless for him. I don't know whether you have seen a man or a woman who is paralyzed. They have their limbs, they have their hands and legs, but that's of no use. They can't even move their hands. They can't even move their legs. They can't do anything with those organs in their body. But the, for some reason, they stick around. They are just useless. And you know, eventually, they, that those organs decay. A man who was totally paralyzed. You know, he was moving around like you and me. He was just having a busy day in his life. Like you and me have today. But one fine morning, he found out that his can couldn't move. His legs couldn't move. And all of a sudden, he was paralyzed. He was just carried to the hospital. And probably in those days, they said, you know, there is nothing that we could do about paralysis. There is nothing that we can do for this disease. Probably it's better to take him back home. You know, let's, let, as long as he survives, let him survive. You know, that was the condition of this man. And scripture says, four men, they were bringing this man to the presence of Jesus. I just want you to, you know, pause for a while and think here. You know, life gets crippled at times. Now, I just want to, you know, talk into some of your life this evening. Life gets crippled at times. Everything goes well. Everything is happening very well. But something is not all right. Something is not all right. Life becomes crippled. We were just doing things, you know, with a passion. We were just doing things, you know, because we like doing those things in our lives. But all of a sudden, something happens. It cripples. Life gets crippled. The life is not the same anymore. You know, some point of time in our lives, we used to do all these things, various, many different things. But now, it's not the same. It's not the same. This man, who was doing just all well, everything was perfect in his life. But right now, he was just totally crippled. And he needed to be carried. He needed to be carried. And scripture says, four men were carrying this man. Thinking that, at least here, they can find hope. At least here they can find something, some blessing. 
Have you come across such people? They walk and knock door, every door. They walk, go to door to door. They go to hospital to hospital. They go to company to company. They go to, you know, different, many different places, just knocking at the door, thinking that something good may be found here in this place. These people, this man was living in such a situation. These four men, they were just carrying him, thinking that maybe at least there is hope because they heard about Jesus, what Jesus can do. They thought there can be something good happening for this man right now. These four men were carrying, as they were carrying, the weight of this crippled man was pressing on their shoulders. Think about these four men. They had their own problem. Some of their children may not be well at home. And some of their wives may not be happy with them. Sometimes what is going on in their life is so bothering. You know, they have their own weight to carry. But more than that, in addition to that, now they are asked to carry this man. And they were carrying this man who are so crippled. And the weight of this crippled man is also pressing them. Now, this evening, I just want to ask you one specific question. Who are those four men and women carrying you? Who are those four men and women carrying you in your life? You know, you need them when everything is crippled in your life. You need those four men and women around you when things are not going well in your life. These men was so fortunate that he had these four men around him. They could carry him into the presence of God. And this evening, just want you to think about who are those four men in your life? Are women in your life? They are willing to carry you. They are willing to carry you. You know, at times in our lives as we live on this earth, we are just left all alone. We just, you know, isolate ourselves to ourselves. We just don't open up with others. The more we isolate ourselves within us, when, we, the, when life is crippled in our lives, we will not find anybody around us. This evening, we need to ask the question, who are those four men and women in my life? Just to put that in, you know, little easy words. Do you know that someone is praying for you? Do you have anybody in your life on whom you can trust Knowing that he or she is praying for you. Do you know? It's needed for you and me today. Because the world around us is so powerful. The things that are happening around us is so powerful. The enemy out there is so powerful. Very easily he can ensnare you into the sins of this world. Very easily the enemy can ensnare us into the sicknesses, the deadly sicknesses that we see around today. We need somebody praying for us. We know the church is praying for us. You know that pastor is praying for us. That's not enough. That's not enough. You need people, men and women of God around you. You know, there is a point of time in my life, in our life as a family, we found we are insecure. We found that we are so vulnerable. You know, I just started asking for help around. The immediate place that I could go is the prayer conference. I just asked these four women of God. And we asked them, can you just stand with us? Can you just pray for us? 
Can you just, anything that comes in our way, we just want to, you know, lean on you. Can you just pray for us? Can you just make those covenant, get that covenant done with a couple of individuals in our families, in, not in our families, in our family within Christ, probably. Can you just make that commitment, get that commitment from four individuals? They will be willing to carry you. They will be willing to carry you. This man, this man who was paralyzed, now there are four men getting along coming alongside with him and telling him, I'm willing to carry you to Jesus. I'm willing to carry you. There are people outside. They don't have anybody to carry them to Jesus. And this evening, God is telling you, there are people outside. They don't have anybody. Are you willing to go and give your shoulder so that they can just lay their weights on you and you can just handle that weight for a while? You know, when I speak to some of you, you know, at times I get discouraged even. I get disappointed. Sometimes we don't want to just get out of our comfort zone to help somebody. This evening, I wish we could open this door. We could just open all these windows and just keep this place open so that somebody may walk into this place. Someone may be walking into this place. Those who do not have a place to rest their head. Those who do not have a place to you know, lay their weight. And this evening I ask you, I ask the Spirit of God that He may speak to us. That we may be willing to carry somebody in our life. Verse 4 says, And when they could not come near Him, because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where He was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Now, the four of them, they decided to carry this man. And they were carrying this man the heavy weight on their shoulder. As they came near to the house, it's so disappointing because the house was just overflowing with people. They were willing to carry this man and we see a great obstacle in front of them. In front of them. You know, that's what happens in our life. You want to pray for that somebody. You want to pray for that individual. The moment you pray for that individual, you see something happening in your life. You think that, you know, the moment you start praying for that person, your, your child starts falling sick. The moment you, you know, try to do some help for somebody, you find that things are not all right at your home. You see obstacle coming and standing in front of you. But I thank God for these godly men. What they did, just, they just climbed on the roof and they opened the roof. Nobody could stop them. They brought the paralyzed man in front of Jesus. The true men and women of God, those who would like to stand with you, that's what they will do. They will just not go by, you know, what people say. They will not just go by, you know, what they feel as comfortable or not comfortable. They just want to help you. And I'm sure you would have come across such people. They just go out of the way to help us. Because they don't seek anything. They don't expect you to give anything. All that they do is just to help these four men, that, that obstacle could not stand in front of them. They decided to climb on the roof and just lower this paralyzed man in front of Jesus. Just want to again think about those men and women of God whom you trust. You think that they are going to stand with you. Nothing could stop them. Nothing could stop them praying for you. You know, whatever happens in their family, they would have prayed they would have already prayed for you. They are just next to you, standing along with you. 
and they don't turn back facing up you know opposition and obstacles verse 5 when jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven you jesus even did not see he did not even have time to have compassion over this man but before that he just saw the faith of the four men men who brought this man to jesus he jesus saw the faith they had how much faith they had in jesus that they opened the door opened the roof and lowered this man think for a moment if the man would not have got healed if jesus would not have stopped preaching how they are going to get this man out they didn't even think about any of those things they didn't think about any human possibilities there they didn't think about you know the the, the options there all that they knew very well was jesus is able to heal you know there are times in our lives our faith may be so low there are times in our lives we may not be able to trust in god believe in god maybe we are so disturbed this evening maybe there is something going on in our lives that's so bothering us but you know what just want you to trust in some of those your friends who's having faith in full who can pray for you to god and these four men they are having full of faith and jesus saw their faith you know in our times of trouble if we have four men or women to stand with you god honors their faith and he blesses you he blesses you men and women of faith are needed in our lives verse 6 says and some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts why does this man speak blasphemies like this who can forgive sins but god alone but immediately when jesus perceived in their in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves he said to them why do you reason about these things in your hearts these four men they brought the paralyzed man and lowered him in front of jesus and these four men they were just expecting a miracle now they were so full of faith they just want this man to rise and walk you know that was the expectation there and jesus looked at this, this man and he's already spoke to this man and what did he speak he spoke to this man saying son your sins are forgiven jesus already spoke to this man and these four men who are full of faith they were just waiting for a miracle to take place in his life but in the meantime there is something else is going on these scribes these pharisees and sadducees they are sitting there they were thinking in their hearts who is this man how can he forgive sins you know simply they couldn't accept jesus as god they couldn't just accept jesus as god they were just thinking why this man what is this man saying now why he isn't saying that your sins are forgiven this man need to be healed but why he is saying that your sins need to be forgiven they were just thinking in this their hearts and scripture says jesus immediately came to know what their thoughts were and jesus said in verse 9 which is easier to say to the paralytic your sins are forgiven you or to say arise take up your bed and walk which is easy probably i would say the easiest thing is for jesus to say is just you know tell him arise and walk 
the miracle would have happened. But, if you read the next verse, scripture says, very beautifully it's written, but, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sin. You may know that Son of Man has power to forgive sins. We do not know whether the, he became paralyzed, maybe because of a sin, or may not be because of a sin. Scripture says we are all sinful in nature. But certainly the sin in his life was a hindrance for his miracle. And Jesus was just dealing with the root cause of the problem. The symptom what we see there is paralysis. He was just paralyzed. But there's a root cause that was sin. <laughs> And Jesus wanted to deal with that sin and he said, Son, your sins are forgiven. And the reason why he said so is just simply because people around him, they need to understand that Jesus has power over sin. Jesus has authority to forgive sins. And verse 11 says, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. When the sin was forgiven, now Jesus speaks to the sickness. And he commanded sickness to leave by asking him to rise, take up the bed, and go to your house. And scripture says in verse 12, immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went out in the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. You know, that was the summary of the miracle that took place on that day. You know, as I think about that miracle in our context today, a couple of things that comes in my mind is what I'm trying to share with you this evening. This man got healed. Healing came into his life just only because there were four men. They were willing to help him. You know, God has created us human beings to be together, to live together as family, as Debbie mentioned in the beginning. Just, I thank God for this wonderful family. You know, God has brought us as one family. God is expecting us to encourage each other and to support each other in this family. You know, as God brings us together in His presence, as some of us are willing to stand along with us in prayer, you know, there are many people available today physically to help around. If you need a ride, there are people available to take you around and show you the city and help you out in many different ways. If you need groceries, you know, there are people available to come any point of time to help you. But the question I'm asking is, do you have somebody on whom you can trust in the days of your trouble, in the days when things are paralyzed in your life? Can you trust in him or her saying that? He will fast and pray for you. She will fast and pray for you. You know, if you don't have anybody, this evening I would urge you that you need to have somebody. Just go and speak to someone this evening and tell and ask, can I trust in you? Because the days are not going to be same. The days are not going to be alike. But this evening God is reminding you that you need somebody on whom you can lean, on whom you can trust he or she will intercede for you. Jesus has authority to forgive our sins. You know, when sin is removed from our lives, we see the miracle taking place. 
when we commit our ways to God and ask God to forgive us, we see the blessing of God, the miracle of God taking place in our lives. Jesus knew very well that this man is paralyzed. He's not able to come out of his paralysis because there is sin in his life. You know, this evening I believe that some of our lives are paralyzed within us. Outside everything looks okay, but inside it's not okay. It's not quite okay. Things are, you know, just like a raging sea within our lives. And this evening, God Almighty is asking us, my son, my daughter, can you just allow yourself so that I can deal with you this evening? Can you just allow, just open the door for me so that I can enter into your life and I can do something. And that's going to be amazing in your life. That's going to be so beautiful in your life. You know, at times, we just try to carry things to the presence of God, but we see the obstacles. And I do not know what is the obstacle in your life that you see today. The obstacle may be your lifestyle. The obstacle may be the, your situation at home. Obstacle may be your spouse. Maybe your children. Maybe your church. Maybe your pastor. You know, maybe someone in your life. Maybe an obstacle this evening. But God is asking you, my son, my daughter, can I do something in your life tonight? Can I just interfere in the struggle that you are going through in your life? And can I say something to those obstacles so that they can move out of your life? Blessing can come into your life. And this evening, I just want to tell you that God is about to do something in the midst of us. He was brought into the presence of God. And God forgave his sins. And God healed him. And there is hope in the presence of God because He's a God who can set us free. He's a God who can deliver us. He's a God who can, you know, bless us. He's a God who can establish our living on this earth. And this evening He is here right now. Shall we all just stand for a moment for a time of prayer? <music>